Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. But a tip to helping you figure out what your voice is, try writing it like a letter to a good friend. This is episode 71 of the Arts Academy podcast with Victor Vernado and Roxy Hayes. How to write a memoir. Let's talk about how to write a memoir. Okay, so a memoir, how would you how would you describe a memoir, Roxy? Um, so I actually pulled it up. Oh, really? So, yeah, cuz I, I was prepared this time, baby. So memoir actually comes from the French word for memory, which I did not know that. So it uh I guess the best way to describe it is by comparing it to an autobiography, which is usually an autobiography co- covers like uh, your whole life generally, whereas uh-huh. a memoir is like a specific theme or like a specific time in your life. Right. And there and there's even I think there's even more to that, because one of the one of the differences between a biography and a memoir is that in a memoir, although a biography may have aspects of this, in a memoir, the reason that it covers a specific theme in your life is because it's usually about lessons that you learn from experiences in your life. The memoirs usually cover like, I, you know, I went through all this and so I learned uh, not to run around and, you know, drink everybody's sauce. And then, ah! Ah, that's right, Roxy, back at you. Uh, <laughs> But uh, whereas a biography is usually definitely like more historical in about whatever person that you're talking about. And yes, there are usually life lessons that are learned along a biography or there may be an overarching theme with a biography. But with a memoir, usually it's like stories I learned from dating or uh, everything, everything I learned by uh, reconciling with my mother, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, We got a little... uh, something from anthony again i think he's just being quippy he says saucy yes. come back for every episode anthony is, he, is anthony i think is your biggest fan i love anthony yeah. uh he's your biggest fan uh also he's four feet tall i'm just kidding oh, no. anyway <laughs> i that was just that was a joke on size that wasn't actually a... anyway uh, so memoirs usually are about lessons. And so, and so when you write a memoir, it's usually about, um, things that happen to you where you learned a specific lesson in my memoir. I actually just figured out what my theme is about. It really is about, uh, learning to live and be the person that I want to be rather than what the world recognizes me as, because as I grew up, in fact, if you looked up, if you look up an article, I wrote, like uh, an article called what I learned from growing up as a black albino. It talks about in that article, I talk about the fact that like when I was growing up because I was legally blind and because I had albinism, people told me that my life was going to be within certain parameters. Like this is the life that you can live. And then I rebelled against that and started doing my own thing. And so um, my memoir is kind of an expansion of that idea. Like, you know, you can do, you can, 
you can either be who people think you are or you can be yourself. And hopefully what I'm going to do is be myself. Got another comment here before we go into all of this. Oh, yeah. Oh, didn't know the difference. I learned. Well, great, hey. Tier. Welcome, Tier Diaz. I love that We're dude. Killa T. Tier Diaz. Killer T. Look at him. Look at him online. He's always a. Uh, He's always kicking amazing rhymes with his skinny ass legs. All right, now, what? He's skinny. No, no big deal. It's just the way. It's just the way life is. The skinny dude. All right, so. All right, so here's some of the great points. I'm uh, bringing up my notes. Here's some of the great points that I've learned about writing a memoir. Um, first of all, uh, first of all, obviously. Uh, one thing that you want to do is write in a similar voice to what you normally speak in. And I think that, I think that someone, um, I'm trying to remember who came up with this as a tip, but a tip to helping you figure out what your voice is, is rather when you're writing your first version of your story, try writing it like a letter to a good friend. Like what would you say and how would you speak when you're writing to a good friend? Because that'll help you speak in your own voice. Because when you think about the idea like, I am writing a book, when you're like that, when you're like thinking about the <laughs> magistry and the pageantry of writing a book, often people don't write the way that they would, they themselves would write. They'll like, I want to write in the style of Oscar Wilde. Like they do all kinds of things. But instead, what you can do is if you write it like you're writing a letter to a very good friend, then you'll most often speak in a something that is close to your own voice. It's a great exercise. I tried it. I liked it a lot. It really does help you just like write in your own style and your own voice when you think about like writing a letter to a friend. Huh, um, a I think it's a great tip. Uh, it's fantastic. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go through my absolute favorite tips because really, if you're gonna talk about writing a memoir, if you're gonna write stories from your life, life and talk about themes and lessons that you learned that's the broad stroke but then i've personally just found great tips that i've taken to heart um and one of them of course is writing a letter like to a good friend to discover what your own voice is and it's really helped me a lot that is one of the things another thing is which i will think i will say is like an awesome thing this is a weird thing but Okay, so writing with carnality. Have you heard about that? Okay, so this is actually, there was a, a writer, I forgot what her name was. I took her Skillshare course uh, where you can, she just basically talked about writing a memoir. I'm trying to remember what her name was. Hold on, let me, let me find out. Uh, her name, and she's a semi-famous writer. She's a memoirist and poet. Her name is Mary Carr, M-A-R-Y-K-A-R-R. -R. If you've got if you've got a Skillshare, then you can actually just go watch her course right now where she talks about writing with carnality. If you don't have Skillshare, you know, if I were doing this exactly right, I would be throwing the link to our Skillshare uh, link up online so that we could get credit for sending you to Skillshare. But we're not doing that because we're staff changes and everything, everybody. Uh, but in two weeks, that'll all be, it'll be functioning like crazy. You're going to love it. It's going to be amazing. But anyway, the, the point is, the point is that uh, she, she talks about writing with carnality. And I 
love this idea. Okay, so carnal. Do you know what carnality is? Can you guess? Uh, Cardinal. Uh huh. Is a bird. So no carnality. (laughs) Carnality, not cardinality. I don't know. Carnality. Do you know what carnal knowledge is? Nope. I've heard of it. Sometimes I'll hear words and I'm like, oh, that means a thing. You don't know what carnal knowledge is? You, Miss Sexpot? You don't know what carnal knowledge is? Oh, is that sexual? Yes, it is. Oh, wait. Yeah, I do know what that means. Oh, let me pull it out of my sexpot index. (laughs) I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm tripping. Yeah. Duh, he said in the office, too. I was like, where have I heard that? Yeah, he's like, it's strictly strictly carnal. Yeah. I've heard that. So, right sexually? Oh, I'm in. I'm involved now. Well, it's not necessarily writing sexually, but it is with that like that type of investment and an emotional uh, that type of emotional investment. You you want to write, you want to write with uh, the emotion that was behind uh, what you what you're thinking about. And this is, and and it's 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 instead of just stating things as facts, state state how you experience them and what emotions happen to you when you experience them. Like what was the visceral uh, emotion that you had? So instead of saying, instead of saying, uh, for instance, like uh, I, I did a podcast uh, with my friend Roxy. I would say, I would say, uh, I would say, um, as we, as we talked about, uh, as we talked about writing a book, I would look across at Roxy paying attention and taking notes. And it inspired me the way that she was inspired by it. It inspires me the way that she was engrossed by the information, which made me think that maybe something that I was doing had value because often I don't feel that way about myself. So that is like writing with the emotion that's behind it. And that's still saying we did a podcast together, <laughs> but it is using emotion to bring someone into your uh, journey through that. Uh, yeah. So writing with carnality, I love the idea of that. Like just it. like check yourself every time you just writing. I went to the store, like check yourself every time you're writing. I went to the store. I just spit. I was getting so excited. I spit <laughs> right on my face, but. But check yourself. So every time you're writing, I I, I went to the store. Instead, instead you're like, uh, you know, you know, uh, thirst took a hold, and I ran out the door uh, to the bodega uh, because it's where my favorite drink always was. You know, that is just taking you on the journey and the feelings that you have in your head that lead you to whatever it is you're doing. Yeah, isn't that great? Yeah, I'm about to write some stuff today. That's awesome. Like that's a great way to think about writing. To just write, write instead of just uh, uh, distilling just facts. Like distill the emotion behind those facts. Like why, why, what, what, what was your experience with uh, the fact that you're talking about? And that, and that I haven't mastered that yet. But it's just something that I'm adding to my repertoire. I I love the idea of writing with carnality. Mm-hmm. Love it. That's just, that's bomb. I like it. I like that. Um, <laughs> worldly. <laughs> yes, worldly. What does that mean? What are you? What are you referring to, Anthony? Talk about, we're we're talking about carnality, maybe. Uh huh. 
that's maybe what he's talking about. I don't know. He's trying to help. No, I don't think, I don't, I mean, I, I, it's writing right. with carnality does not mean worldly, does it? Writing with it. Okay, I don't know why I'm saying it. Oh, I had okay. a tweet that I heard uh, mm-hmm. in this book I was reading. It's kind of to the point you said earlier about, like, uh, writing your voice. Yeah. Uh, Big Magic, this book written by Elizabeth Gilbert, that's the chick that wrote the Eat, Pray, Love, which I don't like that book. But this book is really good. She talks about, like, living creatively. But she right. says, well, one good way to do it is to like have an actual conversation with your friends and like record it uh-huh. and then go back and listen to to it and write from there okay i mean that's also that's i mean i think that um that's something that i've done in the past where like i love conversation i love it like and uh, everything that i do a lot of what i do is based around conversations with people like i do a lot of podcasts i even do and my my uh personal like fun podcast is like an interview show mm-hmm. and i love doing that that type of uh interaction with people uh so i could see that that would be a, a really good way to start writing mm-hmm. um also uh besides writing with carnality in fact and maybe i described writing with carnality like a little bit wrong because um i think that I think that one of the things I was actually thinking of more about writing what your interior feelings are a lot, um, which is another tip, but writing with carnality, I think is more just like talking about your experience rather than talking about the data. Like don't say it's 1985, say, you know, uh, you know, Nixon was on TV, blah, 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 you know, because you're talking about the experience and then, the other step is talking about your interior feelings about what is happening to you. So both of those together, like talking about the talking about the experience and then talking about your emotional journey, that is really like the crux of like what I think is something that is like just truly powerful in writing. Like if you really can get people and I think about this with jokes all the time too, like when I'm writing jokes, it's like when I'm writing, when I'm writing a joke and a joke that I know really works is a joke that makes people feel like I felt when I first thought of the joke, makes people giggle or whatever, or laugh or like I laughed when I first thought of the idea. If you can write in that way where it really not just conveys what happens, but conveys the emotion of what happens. Like I remember like when I was a kid, I put, I put, uh, my hat on, I put a, my grandfather's hat on. I was maybe like, got to be like six or seven. I put my grandfather's hat on and because uh, my grandfather was just like the coolest dude. Like he played the harmonica. He told jokes. Like my grandfather was awesome on my mom's side. My, my grandfather, my dad's side was also awesome, but uh, he also was scary. Like he would sneak up behind us and like bang on the floor with a hammer. I'm like, get up kids. And, like it was crazy. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> He's awesome too, but different way, but scary. But then, <laughs> but on my mother's side, my grandfather, he was just like, I really wanted to be like him. And I remember once I was in my grandfather's room. I wasn't supposed to be there. I was by myself. And I took his hat and I put it on my head. And then I looked in the mirror and I was like, I don't look like my grandpa. And then I realized I was an albino. And oh. I was sad because that's, that's when I realized, oh, I'm different than my grandpa. And that is, 
that is a way that is conveying the feeling that I felt when I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to look just like my grandpa. And then I look in the mirror and I don't. And then oh, I realize why. So and so, <laughs> right, exactly. But that's what it is. It's about really taking people on that journey that you had. And that's what, uh, that's what at least writing a memoir is for me. Like when I write, when I write uh, the uh, essays, the personal essays that I've written for uh, sites, like that is always what I'm thinking. I want people to feel what I felt mm -hmm. whenever that was happening. At least that was my goal. Gotcha. Um, is that how you feel when you write your memoirs? Or do you have other things that you keep in mind like that? Um, yeah, I try, to, I try to really like get in the mood so like if I know writing something that was sad, like I try to kind of make my, just like with, we talked about the acting before, like I try uh -huh. to get in whatever headspace I need to be in before I start uh, writing. So yeah, like if it's some sad stuff, I'm like, okay, let me make myself sad real quick so I can feel how I was feeling then. And then I just go from there. But just like with everything, I don't really have structure. I just start uh -huh. doing stuff. <laughs> so I just kind of start writing. But I have been having to go back and add in stuff because it wasn't, as emotional as it needed to be. So I think the cardinal thing is gonna help me, like just thinking about more of the experience part. Like I'm pretty good at getting in the feeling part, mm -hmm. but not really painting the whole experience, like you said, I guess. I feel like, um, I feel like the, probably the most important thing that I learned about just writing in general is just to vomit out the first draft of whatever I'm writing just to really just, I, I feel like when I started writing, I was always about like, okay, what am I trying to say? What's the beginning, middle and end? And that's not always the case because what, what is the thing that is the most useful for me is living through each of those moments like going from going from um going from where i felt to then how that made me feel and then what i did and why what emotion led me to doing the next action and then and then the result and how the result affected me and how I felt because of that. It's just like riding the wave of the emotion of what's happening and just vomiting that out as quickly as I can because people say this all the time that um, writing is rewriting and getting to the rewriting part is really what you're all, that's what you're trying to do because writing is the most daunting part. Looking at a blank page is the most daunting part but i when i'm looking at the first blank page it took me so long to get to the point where i'm just comfortable writing just absolute crap so when i got to the point where i was comfortable writing absolute crap my writing got better mm -hmm. because i would write absolute crap and then i would get to the point where i would rewrite much faster and then my writing would just get better because i was putting out more material and the more i write the better i got um, and so I feel like just getting comfortable with the idea of like, I'm just going to write the worst thing right now is, is just paramount. That's what you really, really need. Mm -hmm. Do you do the same thing? 
yeah <laughs> it took a while like same kind of thing it took a while because like if i had to stop editing while i was writing uh-huh. I think that's a thing that everybody kind of does. Like while I'm writing, I'm like, oh, that doesn't really sound right. Or I think I want that there. Just like get it out, put it on the page. Um, what really helped me to kind of get to that is the thing you told me to do before is just like writing every day and like putting it out. So like I've been doing stuff on Medium every day. Uh-huh. So it's kind of getting me more comfortable being like, okay, this isn't going to be great, but I just need to write something and put it out. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's fantastic. I'm yeah. so glad you're doing that. Um, so here's what I'm going to say, everybody. Uh, if you have more questions about uh, writing a memoir or writing in general, uh, please ask them right now because we're going to be doing a wrap up in a little bit. Um, and I, what am I doing? Oh, and I, uh, oh, wait, we have uh, from Anthony. He says, gotta go. You both are awesome. Bye. Thank you, Anthony. <laughs> that was great. You can find us at artsacademypodcast.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.